Welcome back to the T3 Family Podcast, where we are equipping families to thrive. Happy December, Clayton. You betcha. We're here. I love December. I love everything about it. Season of peppermint mochas is upon us, which is one of my favorites with an extra shot of espresso. Just a little more in there. Good tip. A little less sweet. Yes. So fun. (laughs) And it's so fun, like... Especially you with your little girls. I bet they love this time of year. They do. They do. The lights, the lights. We do Elf on the Shelf. Okay. Elf goes to a lot of the same places, but it's still exciting every single time. Yeah. So. Do they like to hunt for him and find they do. him? They do. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, her. Her name is Caroline. Caroline. Yeah, they were asking about Caroline a long time ago. Yeah. Before, yeah so. When does Caroline show up at the house? What day does I, we Caroline? Wait, we wait. Do we, we do Thanksgiving? We, we mm-hmm. partake in some Christmas before, so, similar to you. Okay. Um, but Caroline comes after Thanksgiving. And that's yeah. when all of a sudden... She's out and about. Are they good about like not touching her? Like yes. how that, so yeah. If... Our firstborn makes sure that we yeah. don't. And Nobody... we also still kind of hide high. Okay. No, no accidental. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. I think Elf on the Shelf did not last long for this mom. <laughs> we actually got it and happened to be living with my parents one year because it was in between when we were moving from Davenport to Pella. So we were with my parents for about 18 months until our house sold and we bought a house. Anyways, all that to say, Grandpas are awesome at being elves <laughs> on the shelves. And so that was a great time to live with my parents because they would remember to move it around way more than I ever would. So sometimes she doesn't move. It happens. Yeah. You know, she she's super comfortable. It's a good spot. <laughs> yeah. But yes, yeah, so we are in December and um, we're just so excited to yeah, be reflecting on. Um, it's fun to do the elf on the shelves thing. I love that. But yeah, I don't know. Just just been wondering kind of what's been What's ruminating in your soul and in your heart as we go into this season? I think I've been thinking a lot about, well, this is a month of uh, so remembrance is kind of a theme, like through our Sabbath practices and all that. But uh, I've been thinking a lot about the word assumptions. Um, I think there's lots assumptions of things. Assumptions Christmas. That's right? interesting. Right. And so there's lots of things that I'm finding. I think that I assume about Jesus, things that I assume about other people, or even things I assume that people believe or know. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, I had an a interesting question posed to me the other day, and the context really is that um, sometimes, and I do this myself, um, I can be really harsh with people. Um, and I, I watch harshness. Mm-hmm. And the question that was posed then was, so if I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus. If I am harsh or if I'm, uh, the question was, do you, do you or the, the people you're watching, do they really think that Jesus loves them? Mm-hmm. If or is it more, is our faith, what we believe in done out of uh, duty or doing the right things? Or is it, does it come from a place of love? Yeah. And I think an easy way to see that is how we interact with each other. Sure. So it's got me thinking a lot around, you know, we're talking about, you know, it's Christmas, Jesus. I mean, every service, traditional texts, um, the, the birth of Jesus. You know, we watched the movie, The Star at Our House. We love Bo. Oh, He's a fantastic love donkey. I love that movie. And yes. it's a good movie. But uh, just... Do we really, do we as a church body really believe that Jesus loves us and that's why he came? And so, yeah, it's been interesting for me to think about, even in my own heart, my own life, why do I act that way or what do I do? And so what do you think? It's what it's, it's, um, so my first thought, I'm a, I'm a pretty relational person. And so if I, if someone treated me in a harsh manner, if I knew them or um, particularly maybe with someone you don't know very well or say the cashier at the store, um, 
to pose that question in my mind, like, do they really know? Do they really mm-hmm. believe that Jesus loves them? What a right. what a way, first of all, for me to have empathy instead of being like, oh, that person was the worst. I want to stay right. away from them because that would be my that would be my go to. Like, well, I'll right. just avoid them then. Right. And but right. like, wondering. I, I hope they know how much Jesus loves them and maybe just in your spirit, praying for them to experience the love of Jesus. And maybe that's through me. Maybe, right. maybe I'm the reason I went in that line or why I encountered right. someone, yeah. a harsh response to yeah. something to be that. Well, it's, it's even thinking back on like, do I think Jesus loves me? And what does that love look like? And so we're, you know, thinking back to your story last month about, you know, the, the mattress in your back and, um, you know, if God is a, is a good dad and Jesus loves us, mm-hmm. if I, I, I've got little girls, I would get my daughter a new mattress because yep. I love her. Yeah. And so even taking the time this last month, I think is really good to remember stories of it's really, it's his love, yep. which can look really different in all kinds of different ways. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then like, what a great time to be thinking about this because Again, it's Christmas. We will more than likely be having family gatherings. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get in these family gatherings and it can be hard to be around family. Right. Um, maybe family you haven't seen for yeah. a while. And um, I remember this was a few years ago now, but um, I was asked to speak at the women's dinner here. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm like, okay, Lord, it, I was asked to give an encouraging message, which I love to do. Like I, I love encouraging people. Um, and so one thing, as I had been reading and praying, I came across, so this is a little help maybe as we're getting into family gatherings. Um, I came across the question, are you going to be a thermometer or a thermostat? Hmm. So a thermometer takes a temperature. So Mm -hmm. you so practically you walk into a room and you, you kind of take the temperature of the room. Is it tense? Is it joy filled? Is it, and, and, and then you just reflect that temperature Yeah. thermostat you go up to and you change the temperature. And I think I th- would argue as Christ followers, we are, we have the authority to be the thermostat. We mm. can walk into hard situations. We can walk into a family gathering. We can, you know, walk yeah. into our homes and, and set the temperature when, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of like going back to your story about your mother-in-law mm-hmm. when she was praising mm-hmm. while her husband was fighting for his life, mm-hmm. how that set, that set the temperature of right. the whole space. And so, right. um, I think it would be easier for me to be a thermostat if, if my heart was postured to think, does everyone in here really know how much Jesus loves them? And, and, right. and Lord, how can you use me to do that? Right. I say this, it's so much easier to right. say it right. than practice yeah. it, right? Easy to, <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of people from around the country descend onto a house with, you're sleeping in weird places and different things yep. and, and you have to, to be kind and to be gracious and to be forgiving them. Yeah. So it's a good thing that Jesus came to be what Emmanuel, God with, with us, us, right? So we can be the thermostat. And so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've just been thinking about this a lot. Do so I ask this to whoever's listening. I mean, do you think that Jesus loves you? And what does that look like? Don't, no one's, if you're listening, no one's talking to you. You don't have to give a, a what's called a churchy answer. Yeah. You don't have to give the right answer. Um, just maybe just kind of let this sit and just dig a little bit. And maybe you leave it in front of you for a while in your devotions this month as you encounter 
Jesus through the scripture and through the stories and what he chose to do. Um, yeah, don't don't run away from the question. Do you think Jesus loves you? It's not sin management. It's not, do, not doing the right things, do the right things. It's mm-hmm. Does it come from places of love or does it come from somewhere else? And so uh, what I just found a little fascinating is I was just thinking along these lines, um, studying some texts. I was thinking about the shepherds. Um, think about assumptions and what I even assume I learned so much about the shepherds. I, I learned that the shepherd, being a shepherd was a noble position, right? It was a, you know, a Moses, famous guy in the Bible, his father-in-law, Jethro's daughters were shepherdesses. So okay. it was like an important position. Like it was a big deal. You know, it was agrarian. What, what's the kind of like nomadic? Agrarian's like yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. harvest stuff, right? I'm not sure about that. that and the nomadic lifestyle, your herds, your flocks yes. really important. So it was yes. a big deal. And the people of Israel went down to Egypt and they became, they became farmers. Yep. And so actually the, the flocks became a problem. And so you didn't, that, that position became a lower rung. That's who they were. That's so when they actually it happened. Huh? Got knocked down a couple of rungs. And even like in Egyptian like literature, they had some really harsh things. Say Joseph, who's a famous guy in the Bible, tells his brothers who are, Shepherds, no one likes you. Like right. you're the worst. You can actually find that in Genesis. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, like, what a what what a shift, and that kind of continues in through the people of Israel, where even the rabbis, uh, shepherds weren't to be trusted. They were dirty. Um, they couldn't come to places of worship. All these different things. And then this is the people group that the Lord says, "I want you to know first that I have come." Yeah. And even though with the group that he shares it with, they couldn't even testify in court. They couldn't even share places because no one would trust them. No one would believe them. And God's like, I want you to know first. Wow. So I don't know. It's just as, as I'm thinking about this question, do I think Jesus loves me? That story is just a really good story yeah. because, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm a pretty selfish person. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think of myself quite a bit. And to think that the Lord came for me, because I'm really a lot like the shepherds. Yeah. And so I've just, I've been really just, this has been really challenging to me. And as I've thought about people I'm in relationship with, um, who, if I'm honest, I can feel like are harsh. They probably think I'm harsh. Sure. But here we are both thinking the other's harsh. <laughs> yeah. And, but then thinking, man, like, I wonder how they, I wonder how they view Jesus. Yep. Like, how do I view Jesus? Yep. Does this resonate with you a little bit back yeah, here? Yeah, there's a lot of thoughts. I I think especially last year. So my experience with learning about the shepherds and what made me want to dig into it a little more um, was that episode of The Chosen. Come on. If you've been around Third Church for any length of time recently within the last year or two, you'll know that we, we love The Chosen. Yeah. And... Um, the first episode was that Christmas episode, right? Yeah. And and the way they portrayed how crudely and rudely the mm-hmm. um, Pharisees and the religious leaders treated the shepherds was mm-hmm. so hard to watch. Because right. I think I make my own assumptions about mm-hmm. the story of Christmas. And to me, I'm like, oh, the shepherds, they had cute little sheep. And that's right. where they were in a field. And right. so then the angels went to them, but to go back and look at the context. So I didn't know that I didn't, I knew that shepherds were considered dirty. I didn't know that they started as a noble thing. So yeah. I just learned something yeah. right now. Clayton. That, was that was good. Yeah. Um, so how that position fell and then how 
man, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, they just redeem everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. they're like, even the position of a shepherd, they're like, mm-hmm. that's who we're going to first. Right. Those are the people that assumptions are being made against. And and I love the lowest of the low, right. and I'm going to redeem that position, right. really. Right. And actually, I'll compare myself to a shepherd, and right. I'll talk about myself as a shepherd, um, which, yeah, if you if you know the context of how not well-regarded shepherds were, and then Jesus calling himself a shepherd. Right. He was basically calling himself the lowest of the low, right. but he was supposed to save us all. And so, right. man, I make a lot of assumptions even reading the story. Right. Um, so that's yeah. been good. That's been good yeah. to well, I was even learning. So like uh, some of the rabbis, they really had a hard time with Psalm 23. Yeah. David, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. shepherd. And there's like, they, they couldn't, well, but... He can't be a shepherd, right? right? That's like not who we want him to be. We want him to be different. We want him to be powerful. We the want best him to religious leader ever. Yeah, all these things. And you know, Jesus came to live among the lowly. Mm-hmm. He came to see to save those who were sick and who acknowledged they were sick. Yeah. And so I, I think, yeah, as this month is beginning, there's so many things that are going to be coming up, and you have so many opportunities to be with people. Yeah. Who will bring all kinds of expectations and assumptions. You can be. A thermostat. Yeah. And you can, I mean, you know, God with us, you can bring him with you mm-hmm. and his, and recognizing that I'm a shepherd. I'm the yep. lowest of the low. Yep. And he came for me and I used to bring him with me. I can share that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really, it's been a good thing to think about. That's it's, been a great, yeah, yeah. That's a really, whew. It still has me thinking. I'm yeah. still thinking right now. Like where where have assumptions also maybe ruined relationship? Right. And, but yeah, even taking it deeper, where has it um, maybe put up a, a wall in my own relationship with Jesus? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, what do I believe about how he loves me? Right, and, right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think, I, I hope that if we conclude the podcast that people just... I think they go back and look at their gratitude journals yeah. and go back and look at their moments of gratitude. They're, they're counting count their blessings and look for, because I think, I think sometimes love is such a hard, what does just love look like? Right. Well, you just took a whole month and you accumulate a whole bunch of stories mm-hmm. of things that, you know, things that he has done for you and yep. with you and, and how he's used people. There's probably stories of people in there too, who yep. loved you really well when you needed it. Yeah. He used his hands and his feet. I mean, you have a whole bunch of them. Maybe just sit with this question for, I don't know, five minutes, hopefully longer. Mm-hmm. And let just, I think you could, I think the Lord could perhaps, Jesus might say, I have some things I want to say to you yeah, about how I feel about you. Could you make some time? Could you maybe light the candle you just got yesterday and create a space um, for him and get out a journal I'm not a great journaler. My wife is way better than me. And a pen. And write down what you hear. I think it's Kathy Deal who always says, as you're praying or you're thinking, if something weird comes across your grid, like yep. a thing that you wouldn't see coming, write that write down. Write that down. Because yep. that might be the thing that and he wants. just wonder about it and yeah. pray about it. And yeah. Yeah. Um, Shannon, would you maybe, would you maybe pray for us? Yeah. Um, that would lead people into just a couple of moments. Mm-hmm. If they're in a the car, on a commute, don't light your candle if you're on a commute. No, don't, don't light your candle <laughs> in your car. <laughs> but if you're home, if you're in a safe place, go grab that candle you just got yesterday. 
Um, if you don't have one, you can come by the church and grab one. Mm-hmm. Um, come see Becky. Yeah. Front and, office. Uh, um, mm-hmm. But leads into a time of, I think Jesus saying, hey, I love you. And this is what my love looks like. Yeah. Okay. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you. We we hear it and we're seeing it everywhere that you're the reason for the season. And so we thank you that you are the reason. Lord, as we enter into a time of um, family gatherings and friend gatherings and yeah, just this Christmas time of year, we maybe are entering it with a lot of assumptions. But Lord, right now we want to hear what you truly think about us. We want to hear how you love us. And so would you bring to mind those who are listening um, times and stories and moments and words of love that you have for them? We thank you for the season. We thank you for this time. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this T3 Family Podcast. 